0: Plus spring cleaning time, spring cleaning time, uh, lines, rods, reels. That's what we're going to focus on today. Spring cleaning lines, rods, reels, and, and, and pro- obviously bait selection too, or, or bait prepared bait upkeep. I don't know, hooks, sharpen, replace hooks. We're going to get onto that. It's spring cleaning time. It's spring cleaning time. Are you ready? Get ready. Or do you stay ready? So you don't have to get ready. All that and more right here on outdoor ed podcast episode one season three fish camp hunt springs in the air birds are chirping there's a certain smell that's that's out there you can feel uh i I don't know about you but for me i'm not gonna say like oh i feel alive I, i feel i feel great i just feel rejuvenated in the spring green grass the grass is starting to grow it's coming alive uh trees are starting to bud bushes are starting to bud Calves are starting to be dropped. Babies are getting dropped everywhere. Squirrels. Everything's having babies, right? You got fish that are going through spawn. Uh, you, you. There's. There's so many things that happen during springtime that, that as outdoors people, that as as anglers, as is even if you're hunting situation, we got we got turkey. Turkey's turkey season's right around the corner. Big game applications are starting to to, to happen if they're not already happening in some states. Deadlines and whatnot are starting to happen. And then, like like I mentioned before, you got you got fish, certain fish are going through spawn, spawning phases and all that stuff. Walleye is a big one. Smallmouth bass, is the later you get. Largemouth bass, the later you get. Uh, the, uh, crappie, bluegill. There's so many things that, that happen during spring. And if you're somebody that's involved in the outdoors, there's something for you to do. Whether you're an angler or a hunter. Or even camping. There's a lot of people that I, I know. A lot of people that have been ice camping or camping, uh, winter camping, spring camping. A lot of times to do that. A lot of times this is one of the best times to do that because you're not getting get too hot. Not a lot of bugs out there, right? But for me, when I see spring, when I see, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't look at that fat groundhog and take what he says or what he does, or if looking at a shadow and whatnot to heart. That doesn't. I don't get too too excited about that. To me, I'm not looking at him, and, and if he comes out, and he does or does not, and he, he sees his shadow or he doesn't, I'm I'm not I don't base base it off of that. I mean, there's so many things that you can go off of, the wind, the smell, the feel of the air. There's so many things that get me going, and and it does the same thing to fish too. Right now, if you're if you're walleye target walleye, we got another opportunity for ice fishing here in the front range, and I've caught walleye that are melting, and and I, I do it every season, it feels like. You get to a certain time, it doesn't matter what is going on outside, it's just, that's that time frame where they start, it starts happening. Things start happening. Things start to kick over. Things start turning on, turning off, whatever you want to call it. What I, I, I like to do is you got to be ready to go, right? As soon as that first open water sense is out there and you got a an inlet that's open, you got a dam face that's open. And I know we got a couple of those out here in Colorado here locally that you can do this at. I start to think like, man, is my are my rods are my reels, is my line ready to go? Are my reels ready to go? And if you're, in, in some cases you're using... Some of your reels that you use for open water, you're, you're putting those changing spools out and putting those reels on some of your ice fishing gear, some of your ice fishing rods. Maybe it's your bigger species, like your lake trout, your pike, if you use rods for those species. So are, are you taking that off? Are you replacing spools yet? In my case, you know, and, and then some of you do this, too, is is could could be on this situation as well. Replacing like like what I do is is in this year in particular, I have transitioned some of my opening ro- open water reels to ice reels and then now I got a new shipment of open water reels coming. Well, with COVID, everything that's 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 going on there, we're kind of in that in that that me personally and, and I know a lot of people that are in my case that order things online, order things order things from certain companies certain, uh, 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 just, just, just different things that you order out there this year in particular, I've ran into cases where I'm wait. I'm sitting here waiting. I usually have a lot of my reels in, in line in particular. I order a big order order of line around this time. I'm sitting there waiting on this stuff because of COVID because everything is backed up. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. And I know there's a lot of other people that are in the same boat waiting on gear. So in the meantime, I mean, I got a, I, I got a couple, I got a couple rods that I got ready to go. I was able to 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 muster up my line, to to use uh, just to get all that going. And and the emphasis on the line, I keep talking about. Do you got your line right? Do you got your line right? And fishing line, a lot of people put so much emphasis on braided line, fluorocarbon, monofilament. What I've ran into is not very many people put. Or take the time to learn and understand how to use line, how to manage line. And I'm not just talking about fly fishing. Yeah, flash fly fishing, you mend line. You do stuff like that. I don't know exactly. I'm not a fly fisherman. I I have I dip my toe. I'm a a, uh, a drift and what what is that? What do you call that when you when you when you're drifting nymphing? You drift and you flip it over, roll cast over, roll cast. I'm a roll caster. Uh, and in all of my fly fishing experience, which is very very minimal, it's I'm not having to make long shooting cast. It's just get out enough line and use the weight of the line and then present your fly. That's that's what my experience has been. But when it comes to you know spinning reels, traditional conventional reels, a lot I, I think too many people don't put enough emphasis. On learning how to how to how to use your line, how to mend your line, or not mend your line not the bet. Not that that's like I, said, I don't want to use those terms. How how to, how to how to what's the term I'm looking for? I think I, I feel like I said it already. How 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 to use how, how to keep your line, and what I'm talking about is keeping the spool from those wind knots, those curly cues, those pigtails. There's a lot of issues, and then knot tying. A lot of lost fish from failure of line, what I have seen and what I've experienced in myself is knots. So my advice and what I what I hope to what I hope to start seeing out there or is just what I what I want to make sure that that a lot of the new people that are getting involved in fishing and even old pe- or uh, people that have been doing it for so long, but they want to switch line or they're having trouble dealing with line, learn how to manage your line. And what I'm talking about is understand when you make a cast, if you're if you're using a a, a spinning a spinning reel with a bale that you have to open manually open, a bale you have to close. If you're using something like that, and I'm not talking like about a spin cast, a closed face reel, I'm talking about like an open faced reel. A lot of times I see so many people that when they make a cast and then they go to, they go to, they reel that bell closed. And when they, when you reel that bell closed, it, 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 it differs by reel. But when you do that, you're taking up line and, and you're taking, you have to look at how much line each crank uh, takes up. Uh, each reel can differ, but you can look that up. You can find that in a box. You can look it up on, on, on Google or whatever. Uh, I'm sure some of the manufactured websites will have that. But when you close your bail, man, when you close your bail with a crank of the reel, it pulls that line out just a little bit faster, it pulls that line on just a little bit faster and creates knots. You can run into wind knots. You can run into, uh, with four carbon wind knots are very, very carbon or, or common. If you're using too too uh, too heavy of a line, too heavy of a pound test, too thick of a line diameter, and that's another thing too that a lot of people that they pay too much attention on, oh, well, I, I, they think they're going to go fish for catfish, so you got to get like 50-pound monofilament line. Well, if you don't know and understand how to use that wide a diameter of fishing line, you're going to have problems. You're going to go out there and have issues casting. You're going to have problems um, reeling in. You're going to have problems where, save your night fishing you're going to have a lot of issues when it comes to using line diameter because that's what you're getting into. Yeah, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the poundage and the brake tension. If you have a good drag system and a good rod to complement that drag system and you have your line, you have that all set You're and you tie a good knot, you don't have to worry about that very often. You don't have to worry about the pound test. Or the breaking point of that line because you have so many things that are working together in unison. They're gonna help you land land that fish. So if you're going out there to buy line, try to get. And if you're new, if you want to graduate and go up to braided line, fluorocarbon line, a more power to you. I, I I I I tip my hat to you. But I suggest you learn how to use line first. Stick with monofilament. Go the cheap route, go to the inexpensive route. And I mean, cheap is cheap is a term that I I think sometimes is used um, to to describe something that when you're wanting to say cheap, you say you say cheap, but you're meaning inexpensive. And I, I, I always talk about budget stuff. Everybody's on a budget. Everybody's been on a budget. We all know what that feels like. And I just, it breaks my heart when I see people spending $20 on a, on a braided spool, 150, 150 yard braided spool and burning it up. And within a couple trips or, or coming to me, I like, I worked at sportsman's warehouse coming to me and saying, and handing me a Shakespeare. And there's nothing wrong with this. Okay. A Shakespeare spool that came off a combo that was $25. That was exact same price. As the spool of line and you tell me to put 60 pound braid on there because of you, because you read it in an article or you heard it on a podcast, saw it on YouTube. I'll do it for you. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, or what you can't do, but I'm going to advise you against that. I'm going to advise you to understand your line. Get better with your knots. Get uh, uh, like tie you, you if you're not an expert, not tire. You don't need you don't have any in, in, you don't have any <laughs> you don't have any business with braided line because braided line you're you're getting into the knot territory we're going to have to tie knots and the not basic knot you tie I guarantee you is going to slip on braided line or do you even know how to tie a double line to line knot double union knot or you're going to attach it to with a with a barrel swivel uh, any type of line to line knot do you know how to do that I don't know I see too many people that don't and then that's where a lot of people run into issues. So spring cleaning, part of spring cleaning. Look at your line situation. Figure out what kind of lines, what, what, what kind of line you need for what you do. If you're a trout guy or gal, you're a trout angler, and you just you you focus on trout and maybe run into the occasional walleye, the occasional largemouth bass, smallmouth bass. I'm I'm telling you, stick between six to eight pound monofilament. No reason for anything else. No reason for, it, and, and if you fish with the monofilament, if you fish a lot, like I'm talking like you fish four to five times a month, you might want to, we might want to change that line out. Another thing too, that people don't really think about is, is how often do you fish? If you're fishing a lot, you're going to want to change that line out. There it goes again to be cost effective to have that monofilament. And then there's, there's other options too managing your line. How many times do you stretch your line out? How many times do you has, have, have you ever been taught how to stretch your line out or even told, hey, have you stretched your line out, especially with fluorocarbon? I don't run a lot of fluorocarbon mainline, but if you do, this is a great thing because you run a lot of line twists in fluorocarbon. A lot of line twists in fluorocarbon, in my experience. In my experience. Do you, do you know how to straighten your line out, whether it's monofilament or fluorocarbon? What I'm talking about that is straighten your line out it, it, getting all those kinks out, putting more is, is, uh, I learned this from, from, from the guy that, one of my, one of my fishing mentors taught me this, you know, just get a regular jig head, tie it to the back of your bumper, tie your, uh, uh set your drag to where it's, um, it's pulling out, but it takes a little bit of pressure, but it's still easier to pull out, but it takes a little bit more and then walk backwards as far as you can. Pull, pull enough line out, maybe more, maybe double a long cast, something like that. Pull that line out and then reel it back onto the spool. Stretches that line out, gives it a good a lot of people dump, dump in the water in, in some water or dumping the spool in some water could help too. But you pull the line out. Straighten that line out. Give it a good tug. And this is kind of what's going to come down to the, to the YouTube stuff. I'm going to go over line management. I'm going to go over how to how to, you know, go through line pick line out. So, a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about, I'm going to transfer it to YouTube. We're going to talk about it on YouTube. So I can visual you can visually see what I'm doing. And one of the things also too uh, I think about with line is is uh storage. Like where are you storing your line? Are you just buying your line, tossing the spools and going that way or do you have line on hand? Like me, I got plenty of line on hand because I switch my line out. I change my mono monthly. Monthly is how I change my mono filament. Spring cleaning. That's what this that's what just some of the things that go through my mind especially with fishing. Now the rods, I try to make sure there's no eyelets broke. I try to make sure there's the the rod tips are good. There's no cracks. I look at the the reel seats. I try to make sure there's no cracks there. Do my best with that. If I need to put, I, I I'm a rod tape guy. I like to put rod tape on on my grips, on my handles, rod handles. Um, I I, I like to do that. I, I I keep an eye on that. Then when you're getting down to the reels, you know, I grease what needs to be greased. I oil what needs to be oiled. This year, I'm actually going to get real dip dig dig down deep in it, and uh, um, I'm going to send it to somebody who's very good and very meticulous when it comes to this stuff, and have them work on it, have them get some of my reels a good good cleaning, because I know I I'm not good at taking a lot of things apart and putting it back. I'll put the I'll take the spool out, I'll I'll, I'll take some gears out that that are visible that I can see, but other than that, there's some especially bait casting reels, those can get. You know, you remove the, the, you remove the, the reel bar. There's a lot of things that you can do, especially different manufacturers. You can do that, pull that spool out, go through that. But yeah, I, I just, I, I, the simplest way to go through is, and I tell people with clean off things that need to be cleaned off, look for sand, blow out sand. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do with reels, but do something. Uh, figure out what needs to be greased, figure out what needs to be oiled and do that. They sell kits all over the place. Any, any store you can go to Walmart, um, sportsman's warehouse, Bass Pro, you can order them off a of line, do all that. There's a lot of stuff you can do with that. And this is, these are, these are all things that are important to You don't want to show up because a lot of times this is the, my first trip of the year is at night. Sometimes if I get, if I get a phone call or if I drive by, if I go to make a drive by, Uh, by a place and i see a spot that 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 has open water that i'm looking for to have open water and and i know okay it's going down a lot of those first trips are at night so you want to make sure now this is for me i'm talking for sure but just in general if you show up there and you're ready to go and then you got a reel that's got some sand in it from last season when you left it in the sand when you were walking the shoreline and then you decided to go pick up seashells because you weren't catching fish you're gonna have sand in there and you're gonna go make that first cast and it's gonna. everybody knows what that feels like. I know what it sounds like. I know what it feels like, and it sucks. Or you're gonna have a big old giant wind knot. Or you're gonna have loops in your line because it's been on that spool for a year and a half. These are all things that go into spring cleaning. That go into my mindset to get ready for spring. Also, too, hey, get those boots out. Get those. Get those. Uh. Um. Get those uh, neoprene boots out. I, I'm a big hip waders. Neoprene boots, even full on waders. this springtime is when I put those on and I'm 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 walking around with those. You got to look for see make sure they got hole they don't have holes. Uh spiders, all kinds of things that you look for. If you if you store those and put those away certain places, you got to start pulling those out and getting ready to go. Getting ready to go. Uh headlamps. Are your headlamps charged? Do they got enough batteries in them? If they're battery powered, are you charge them? Are they ready to go? Look at the headlamps. Now you move over to the hunting situation. Yeah, your spring cleaning may, may, may involve a little bit more. You know, if you're, if you're a turkey hunter, you're getting the decoys out, you're getting the calls out. Maybe you're, maybe you're in the backyard blowing calls. Maybe you're in your vehicle blowing calls. I don't know. Then you got to go start shooting. If you don't have an area, you want to go scout your area. You got to go scout, uh, go dial in your shotgun, go dial in your bow. However your method of take is we're going to start doing that. And if you have a boat, if, 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 uh, if you know, that's, those are, you get your hunting gear all ready to go, get your, your blinds out, pop out your blinds, air them out, whatever you got to do. It's spring cleaning time. It's preparation. We got to get ready to go. Got to get ready to go. So many things to think about when spring cleaning comes around so many things. And if you're a boater too, do you got your boating tanks? A lot of there's there's some places, man, they'll pop you if you don't have your boating boating tags or registration ready to go. Or, or is your first uh, is your first aid. You got to check your your uh, your fire extinguisher. Is it is it up to date? Do you have enough? Um, do you have enough PFDs on, on your boat? Do you have enough of the safety equipment? Do you have all this stuff? Do you have a type a type four or type three throwable? there's all these things that go through your head during spring planning and it's always important to make a list. In my in my head I I got a list uh, in my garage and even downstairs in my office too. I make a list on things that all right, I got to check this, this, this and this, 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 this and that. The first the first open water baits of the year of the season that I look at are tube jigs and and um jerk baits. So I'm going back and fishing. I'm going to go pull out all my jerk baits. I'm going to pull out all my tube jig tube jig hooks. tube j- and, and lucky for me, I've been, even though kind of my 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 lake trout or, or ice fishing tube jigs are different than my open water tube jigs, but I have I kind of mixed those up. So I'm kind of, you know, kind of got those stuff going out. I'm looking at jig heads. Do I need to replace jig heads? Do I need to replace jigs? Then I'm looking at my crank baits. I'm looking at my stick baits. I, there's trolling, night trolling coming around the corner. Do you, got your tro- do you got your trolling rods ready to go? Do you got to put new line on your trolling counters? Or line counter reels if you're do- using line counter reels? These are all things that I think about. And, and, and when it comes to the baits too, hooks. Hooks are more important than anything. Cleaning them up a little bit. I, I don't spend too much time cleaning up the baits. Because I think a little muck, a little dirt, a little yuck on the bait is pretty good for it, in my opinion. But I look at hooks sharpness of the hooks change out the hooks i do a lot of that stuff as well it's time it's time folks and if you're not prepared if you're not ready to go it's time uh use the use the bad weather that we got if it's windy if it's blowing snow if it's cold use that time to get your stuff ready to go use that time to get your bait box ready to go get the boat ready to go uh, go through all that stuff. Maybe you need to look at your anchors. Maybe you need to look at your 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 trolling rods. You need to get those ready to go. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have freaking um we're gonna be trolling we're gonna be trolling leadcore here pretty soon. We're gonna be trolling leadcore here pretty soon. Is that stuff ready to go? Always good to get ready to go. Always. It, it, I'm I'm a big proponent of stay ready so you don't have to get ready. But I get it. I understand. A lot of people utilize the different things throughout this. Me, I'm a, I'm a I, I utilize a lot of my open water fishing into my ice fishing, so I got a lot of that stuff going too. So I got to switch that stuff around. Clothing too, you got to look at. Hey, did did anybody add any new clothing to their to their to their lineup this year? Did anybody add any new maybe a new suit or maybe a new winter suit, maybe a new layer, uh, a new puffy jacket, puffer pants, something? Did anybody do that? Those are things that, that that you gotta think about too as well. So overall, this whole podcast, the first episode of season three of the Outdoor Red podcast, I just wanna make sure you're thinking about the importance of being prepared and getting ready. And also when it comes to fishing line, I know it was kind of a brief rush over, but I the the thing I wanted to hammer home home on the fishing line in particular is that don't get caught up in what kind of fishing line you are using because there's going to be times and places you're going to have to do that. Get, you're, you're, you're going to, 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 to experience that, but you need to get a basis of foundation if you don't have one already on being the best knot tire you can be and understanding how to manage your line. Understanding when you need to change that line, understanding when you have wind knots, when you need to maybe pull some line out, get rid of some line. Does your spool have too much? I see so many guys in it and it drives me crazy, especially the people on freaking YouTube that are out there with spools that are three quarters to 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 less full. And now I was always a person too, this goes back into that budget category. I can when when I got into into the understanding of using superline or breaded line. I can make a 300-yard spool. I can split it between two spools on a spinning reel. I can do that. And and that's because I've understood how to do that. That goes back again to understanding your line and managing your line. If you're in that budget situation, trying to get the best out of your line, trying to do the best, fill up those spools. Fill up those spools. You're going to get better casting distance. You're going to get better line performance out of that. Less wind knots, but if your, your your spool's over over full, then of course everybody knows what that looks like. But in, in my opinion, you can always take line off. But as as soon as you cut that line from that spool, you can't put any more on. So put as much as you can, much as your spool says, or even have somebody do it, fill the spool up, tell them, and then and then peel off line from there to understand to figure out what works best for you. Those are all things that that I don't that I think not not very many people. Think about. They just go right into. I want to buy this line. I need. Be- what line's best? Beats, bears, Battlestar Galactica. That's what I think of when I hear "What line's best?" Because it's so. It's. It's. You. Do you know what kind of line you like first of all, before you want to figure out whatever whoever's going to tell you what's best. Get ready. It, it, we're getting. We're. We're right there, folks. We're right there, and. If you could do me a favor, if we, when we get out it, as we close out this podcast and we get out of here, season three is underway. We're rolling, right? We're going. Check out, if you're not already, go like, follow, well, wherever it is, the Outdoor Ed Facebook page on Facebook. They just search up Outdoor Ed Fish Camp Hunt. It'll pop up. We do typically weekly every other week, every other week for sure, but typically weekly shows, live shows there. We get in, we interact. I interact with you. I interact with the crowd, with the audience, and we have fun in the chat. It's like a streaming show, fishing show. I do have topics. I might have guests on too as well, but it's about me getting out and us talking fishing, us talking hunting, camping, outdoors, whatever. Get on there, have some fun, get involved. Typically Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the Outdoor Ed Facebook page. Go over there, give it a follow, give it a like, and then also... Heads up on the YouTube channel, uh, the things that I talk about on the podcast, you're going to be able to find on the YouTube channel. I will put those into viewing form. (laughs) Does that how that works? I'll take what I talk about here and put it into viewing form. And then also give me your feedback too, Uh, especially on Facebook, Uh, go follow, follow outdoor ed on Instagram as well. Outdoor, outdoor underscore ed underscore fish camp hunt. Go follow us there. Let me know. Give me feedback on um, what you like to see, what you like to hear. Uh, as far as a podcast goes, there's a lot of moving parts that I am. Look, this is I'm playing chess with all this. I'm not in a hurry to do certain things. I'm playing chess with all this. And also with the podcast. If you can do me a huge favor. If you liked it, like it. Give me a rating. Give me a review. That helps out. That helps me out a ton. But that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being along with season three. You got through the first two seasons, how short and less they were, whatever it is. Like I said, we're playing chess here. We're not playing checkers. I'm not in any hurry. I'm not. There's, there's not a, you know, a price at the end of the tunnel. I want to do my best to refine what I'm putting out. And I'm I'm just more. I'm focused on helping everybody build a foundation because there's not a lot of that out there. Everybody wants to go and buy this, buy that, but they don't have the foundation that certain people use, certain people developed to get to the service. There's levels to all this, and I'm going to do my best to help get you through these levels, as I have been lucky enough to and to, to, to not only experience it through my personal experiences, uh, whether they're good or bad, but I've been had the opportunity to learn from a lot of people that are really, really, really good at what they do and that's either fishing, hunting or being in the outdoors. So please join me, please follow me along with this journey. Welcome to season 3 again. Thank you very much for being here. This is Matt Mas this is Outdoor Ed Podcast Fish Camp Hunt. I am Matt Mascarinas. We'll see you back on the next episode.